Welcome to the Inspired Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Wyrock. I'm a business owner and coach who is dedicated to my own growth mindset and helping others find theirs. This is the podcast where you will find the inspiration that will help you grow your business and reach your goals. If you're looking to scale your business while being inspired, encouraged, and empowered, this is the show for you. Let's dig right in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Inspired Biz. I have to tell you, you know, we are now a little over a week into the new year, and I am really feeling super excited about some new things that are on the horizon, specifically for this show, for this podcast. I have had the privilege of starting to work with an amazing coach, specifically around podcasting, and She's just really helping me kind of narrow in my focus for this show and the fruit of that is starting to already show up. I am super excited about some of the topics that I'm going to be bringing to you in 2023. I'm super excited about the direction and I'm really excited about honing in on the purpose. You know, so when we first started the Inspired Biz, I was really, really dedicated to sharing stories that inspire. I believe that storytelling is such a powerful tool in life in general, but especially in business. And it can help to encourage us. It can help to motivate us. It can help to convict us sometimes. And it also obviously inspires us. And so that was really the cornerstone of the Inspired Biz when I first got started. But as with anything, we grow, we evolve, and we really start to shift. And in 2023, I'm wanting to really take the Inspired Biz and really focus down on helping others who are in a similar boat that I was in. Just a few years ago, I was working outside of the home, nine to five, going to the office, that kind of job. And it wasn't that it was bad. It wasn't that it was wrong. I actually loved it for many, many reasons, but I found myself at the beginning of 2021 ready for something different. And while the reasons for that were unique to me, the reasons for that and what that led to is specific to me, I have since then had so many conversations with people who are in similar boats who are ready to build their own business, to build an online business specifically, and even more specific, they're interested in doing something like I do, whether it's as a general VA or a social media manager, even down to growing an agency. So what that tells me and what my heart is, is that there are people out there who are wanting to do something similar to what I've done, but they don't know how or they don't know where to get started, or they don't know what the first step should be. And what that tells me is that I get the opportunity to walk with some of them. So that is really where the Inspired Biz is going to be going. You're going to still hear stories. You're still going to hopefully walk away from every episode feeling like you've gained something to help motivate or encourage or inspire you. But we are going to be really honing in on topics that would help someone who is either starting their own business, their own VA, social media management business, or they're looking to really develop and grow that same business. So I'm super excited. I hope that you will join me for the journey this year. I hope that if you know someone who could use some of these messages, that you will take a moment to share this 
episode or this podcast with them because we are going to be diving in and everything is really going to be centered around how do I grow or start my online business and how do I do it well and in a way that feels aligned and true to who I am. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Just a little bit of a breakdown. Stay tuned, hang on to your hats, and we're going to do this. Today, I just told you a little bit of the background, but today I wanted to talk a little bit about me starting my business, Socially Inspired. So January of 2021 is actually when I first got started. Now, I didn't leave my full-time job until March, but it was in that beginning stages of that new year that I really started to put the pieces in place that would set me up for where I am now. So I'm officially starting my third year. I'm two full years in starting my third year, and I thought, what a great time and a great opportunity to give some reflections of where I was then, what was happening then, and where I am now. Because guys, you may look at it and think, okay, two years, that is forever down the road. But guys, it goes by in a flash. It goes by in a blink. You will not believe some of the things that have already transpired in just that short amount of time within my business. It doesn't take 10 years. It doesn't take a decade. You don't have to spend 20 years building something in order to see growth and to see change and to see prosperity. You can see it in a short amount of time. And I'm going to show you a little bit of that by this little bit of compare and contrast, okay? So let me set the stage for January 2021. I was in a role that I had been in for more than a decade, a role that was something very near and dear to my heart. I was in a vocational ministry role. That was not just a job to me. It was my community, my colleagues, my coworkers, fellow ministers. I was doing ministry alongside them, which if you've ever been in any kind of ministry role, you know that it's more than just a clock in, clock out job. It was around the clock job. And I did that for more than a decade and it never even occurred to me that might not be where I would just finish out my days, honestly. Maybe not in that role, but in a role similar to it. 2020 came along and it turned things on its side. It revealed things that were probably already there. It exacerbated problems and and deepened some of those. It also brought really, really amazing, rich moments where I was able to simplify. I was able to be present with my kids. During one of the craziest times of our entire history, I was able to spend every day with them. Sometimes that wasn't enjoyable, (laughs) but for the most part, it was such a great experience to be able to do that. And so as we kind of were coming to the end of 2020, I was realizing that while so much had changed around me, there was so much that was changing within me as well. And that change didn't have to mean that I was going to take a career path change. It didn't have to mean that. But as time went on, it felt more and more clear that that was the next step for me, that there was a shift and a change that needed to happen. I actually didn't necessarily think I was going to start my own business. I really did. I started looking for new jobs, new roles, maybe something that would, you know, be in the nonprofit world, but not necessarily ministry. I looked at full on just corporate type roles. I looked at roles with the local hospital here, you know, in their administrative areas. There were so many different things that I looked at. It was almost like grasping at straws, right? And even though most of those roles I could have gone and done well in, nothing seemed right. Nothing seemed to fit. 
And then I remember a night in December of 2020, and I shared this, I think, in another episode. I'm not even positive which one, but I was sitting there with some girlfriends having a like girls' night around the Christmas tree, and we were sharing about life before we got too crazy into the holidays. And my friend, one of my very dearest friends, she shared that she was leaving her full-time role as a wedding planner in another firm and she was going to strike out and start her own wedding planning firm. She's a luxury wedding planner here in the Kansas City area. She is phenomenal and we had been telling her for years that she could do this and here she is sitting in my living room and she's telling us that she's doing it and I was so happy for her, don't get me wrong, but I was also simultaneously so jealous. I was so jealous because I thought, I want that. I want that adventure. I want to try something new. I want to build something for myself. I don't want to just continue doing what I've been doing. I want to try this. And it was the solidification inside of my brain that I needed that was telling me this is the path I was going to go on. So I got started and kind of dove in to what does it look like to start my own business? What am I going to do? Obviously, I knew that I had some experience in different areas that would be very marketable, but how do I get started? What do I do? What does this even look like? Which, by the way, is a question that I often get from people who are getting started. Like, how do I get started? What does that even look like? And so I'm going to tell you the truth. I just got started. I actually did an online boot camp, like a getting started with your business boot camp through Jennifer Allwood. She is another fantastic Kansas Cityan who is offering this one week boot camp. It helped me tremendously with really honing in on what am I going to offer. It helped me develop the name socially inspired. All of these really just fundamental first steps that have really set me up for success. And then I dove in. I got a domain for my website. I set up a Facebook and Instagram page. I just started like building the building blocks, those foundational building blocks, and just started going. It has really then evolved from there. It just grew and grew. And there are a lot of things that I will share in the coming months of how I did that and what I did. And also some of the things that I tripped over getting started. But Here's what, as I'm reflecting back on that time, because it was an intense time, you can't really see all the things until you're out of it. So now I'm at a place where I can look back and I can say, okay, this is what I see. So first and foremost, at that time, I was alone. And and maybe there's a little bit of me that was used to that because coming out of 2020, coming out of the pandemic, everyone in their homes and working from home, I was really used to that. So Zooms and phone calls and using Slack as a primary messaging tool, that was not out of the ordinary because we were already doing that for months on end. So this was not super strange, but it did become problematic over time. Being alone, completely alone, for some people might work, but for me, I am what you would call an ambivert. I have some introversion and some extroversion characteristics. And if I only lean towards one and I am fully alone, I do struggle. Now, if I'm out, out, out there all the time, I struggle with that as well. But I really started to realize that this was a problem. Another thing that I reflect back on was this kind of floundering for where to find clients or how to find clients. 
this was probably one of the biggest obstacles that I faced. And here are some of the questions that I had for myself. How do I gain experience when I have no experience? Because let's face it, one of the first things that they ask for is show me your portfolio. Tell me the things that you have done. I want to see the proof in the pudding. So, you know, what followers have you gained for our different accounts? What success have you seen? And when you have none of that yet, at least not in a formal setting, and again, there are ways to gain experience without having experience. There are ways to show your expertise without having had previous clients, but I didn't know that at the time. So I was really floundering around that. I also didn't really know, you know, how do I approach a potential client? I saw some of the ways that I didn't want to do, you know, the cold DMing, those kinds of things were not my cup of tea, but what was I supposed to do? How did I approach a client? How do I market myself? What makes me unique? What makes me stand out? How do I share that? Who is my ideal client? Who is the person that is going to just really, really get the most from my specific services? So these were a lot of things I was facing in those very early days and trying to find my footing with that. Another thing that came up really quickly because I did pretty quickly after leaving my full-time job, I started finding clients. I had a couple of before that. And then I had my first retainer, like month to month client shortly after that. This conversation came up very quickly. How do I price myself? If you are currently a VA or you have looked into having a VA, you probably know that there is a very, very wide range of hourly rates or pricing structures. And it's very confusing. And if you think it's confusing when you're hiring a VA, it is confusing for us as them because how do I classify or look at my specific skills? How do I market that in such a way that it makes sense that my pricing resonates with people? How do I not price myself out of the market, but how do I also make a living for the skills and the work that I'm doing? All of these things were where I was at two years ago. And it definitely was tough. It was hard. And you also didn't want to get yourself into a position where you underpriced yourself and then you were experiencing resentment or frustration around some of the work that you were doing because you weren't bringing the income in to match it. Another thing that I really, really can look back on and see is that I had no idea what I actually did not want to do in this market. (laughs) And I've said this before, I started out as just a yes person. You want me to do that? Yes, I can do that. Oh, you need help with this? Yes, I can do that. And honestly, I have just enough skills in a lot of different areas that I can usually eke something out. It doesn't mean that that's my you know, zone of genius. It doesn't even mean it's my zone of excellence. Sometimes it was just competence, but I was viewing it from this perspective of if a client asks for it, I need to be ready and willing to do whatever. And when you're first getting started, that's not necessarily a bad thing because you might actually end up trying a certain service and realizing that you love it. You might try doing some podcast management and realize that that is actually your cup of tea and you are gonna go full-time as a podcast manager or editor or podcast VA and you're not even gonna do the other things. So sometimes trying some of those different skills, those different services, the different requests that come your way is not a bad thing, but you usually very quickly will know if it is not your cup of tea very quickly. And there were some things that at that time I continued to do for too long and I should have taken a step back and said no. And that comes down to this final thing. I look back and I realize I really didn't understand what it looked like as a business owner to set and maintain boundaries. 
in relationships and in life, I had done a lot of work, a lot of boundary work. So this was not an abnormal or an out of the blue conversation. But as a business owner, it's easy to forget that you are the boss. You are the CEO of your company. And if we come into the conversation with that energy, then we set the pace and we set the boundaries as opposed to the client coming in and always setting those boundaries. Because that means you're going to have a different set of boundaries for each client. And let me tell you from experience, that is exhausting. So I look back at then, it was not bad. It was great. It was a great place to start. It was the perfect place for me to start. But I've learned a lot since then. And I'm going to share that now with you. So remember, this is just two very quick years later. I am not alone. I now have not only a team, and I've talked about this on this show before, I have a team of five or six other freelancers that support Socially Inspired in a variety of ways. I have a Pinterest manager. I have a Reels strategist and editor. I have a graphic artist that supports us. I have kind of a customer service and scheduler. I have a lot of different roles that are being filled. I have my amazing OBM that is making sure that we're running smoothly on the back end. All of these things are amazing. And I feel very secure and very happy with the team that I have. And so I'm no longer alone in that component, in that capacity. But I also am no longer alone in my tribe. So I learned very quickly that beauty of a virtual online business is that you get to be friends and meet people from all over the country, all over the globe. And I have been so fortunate to run into some amazing, amazing women specifically who are in different parts of the country, different parts of the world, running their own business, who get where I'm at and are a part of my tribe. I have an incredible friend who is in Florida and she is a person who connected from the very beginning of me getting started. And I love hearing her story. She loves hearing mine. I can reach out. I can commiserate. We can encourage one another. It's so beautiful. I have another friend in Washington and she is an incredible brand strategist and an incredible website developer. And she is also a mom and a believer and someone that I can lean into if I have questions or if we want to just swap some ideas about different things inside of our businesses. Guys, the tribe that you have two years in can be so incredible and you don't have to go it alone. So if you are getting started and you feel so, so alone, I want to tell you that there are avenues and paths that you can take to connect with other people who are in a similar place as you. And you should take those. Staying alone inside of your business is not helpful for any of us. We need those different voices. I have a podcast episode where it's seven voices that I believe every entrepreneur needs in their business. I encourage you to go listen to that because it just really details those seven different voices that you really need to have speaking into your business as you're growing. The other thing that I look back and then versus now, right, is that floundering for where to find clients. Now, at this point, I am so, so lucky that I have really some incredible referrals. People who worked with me in the past, people who are currently working with me, people who have never even worked with me, but they have seen the work that I do and they will give my name to different people. And I absolutely, that's one of the biggest compliments that anyone can ever give is when they refer business to you. But I also know I've learned along the way how to gain some experience and how to showcase your experience when you haven't had a whole bunch of clients. I've learned along the way how to approach a potential client and not feel 
slimy or spammy. I've learned how to market myself and I've learned who my ideal client is. And that has been so, so helpful in really honing down and niching down on who I need to be targeting, who I need to be speaking to. I've learned along the way how to price and not just how to price myself, but how to value what I'm bringing to the table and what that actually brings, the value it brings to the client. Our pricing is not just an exchange of time for money. Our pricing has to be based off of our experience and our value value that they are gaining in their business when you help them and support them in this. I have also very much learned some of the tasks that I just am not interested in. Some of those tech VA tasks, if you are a tech VA, I commend you, but that is not my zone of genius whatsoever. And I could end up spending so much time digging into how to set up different email structures and do all of those things on the back end, like the coding and that kind of thing. And that's not my bag. It it is someone else's though. And I'm glad that I tried it. And I'm glad that I can now say, I don't necessarily do this, but I would love to refer you to this friend of mine who does. And then finally, I know what it needs to look like for me to set boundaries, for me to really step into my owner mindsets, that this is my business and I have to set different structures in place in order to really create space for growth and create space for scaling. And that has not always been easy. I've had to have hard conversations with clients. I've had to change some policies and procedures within my contracts. All of those things are not necessarily easy things to do, but it has really transformed not just what my business looks like, but also how I see and think about my business. So why am I telling you this? On the two-year anniversary-ish of Socially Inspired, I'm telling you this because I have a feeling that someone is sitting out there thinking about getting started in 2023, or maybe you got started in 2022 and you're like, I want to grow this, but I don't know how. And I want to encourage you first and foremost that sometimes just getting started is exactly what you need to do. Do you have your website? Maybe not. Do you have the name of your business? Possibly not. Do you have all of the structures and all the systems set up and in place? Very unlikely. And if you think you do, you probably are not thinking of some that you're going to need down the road because that's just how it evolves. But don't sit and think that I have to have all of those things in place to just get started because the journey of where I was to where I am now would never have happened how it did if I didn't just dive in and get started. The second thing that I can say is that if you're in that position where you are a growing or an emerging VA or social media manager and you're thinking, okay, I want to do this right, there are people out there, myself included, who are five to 10 steps ahead of where you are right now who want and are ready to help you. Whether that's through a formal coaching capacity or it's just getting into some of these Facebook groups or into some of these networking communities and leaning into their expertise and into their wisdom. Those are the types of groups that are going to help you learn from someone else instead of having to kind of navigate it and figure it out and stumble through it on your own. So your two years, what could your business look like in two years? Let me start that over. So think about what you want your business to look like in two years and start taking the next right step towards that. If you are ready to get started and you're thinking, okay, what you're talking about, Amber, feels kind of out of reach, but also like it really excites me. I want to encourage you in the show notes is a link for a free consultation call with me and just for us to connect and to talk about your business a little bit and to see what your next steps could be. I would love for you to take opportunity and book that call. 
Let's talk. Let's dig into your business. Let's chat a little bit about your goals specifically for 2023, but even beyond that. And let's help you start your journey, your two-year, five-year, 10-year journey, whatever it looks like, to growing something and developing something for you, for your business. And I would love to be a part of that journey with you. Okay, that's all I have for today. I hope that this just really sat with you and made you sit and think a little bit about what are my next steps? What do I actually want to see happen? And what do I need to do today to get started? I will talk with you next time. You've just listened to another episode of the Inspired Biz Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you have found your business inspiration today, we want to know. Take a moment to leave a review and share this episode with someone you know looking for their own inspiration. We'd love to have you join our online community on Instagram and Facebook at Socially Inspired Management or check out sociallyinspiredmanagement.com to learn more about how we can support you to grow your biz. We'll see you next week.